Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's week eight. The Texans are at home. They're facing the Titans. And uh, this is an earlier matchup for this home AFC South game. Usually the Titans are here at Energy Stadium in the final week of the season, final weeks of the season. So here we are much earlier in the year. And the Titans are red hot. They're coming off of four straight wins. They started off the season 0-2, turned things around. Derrick Henry got going. They've been winning games. They've been finding ways to win without necessarily scoring a lot of points, especially in the second half. It might make you mad if you're a Texans fan and you look at the stat sheet because it was only a few weeks ago that the Titans scored their first points in the second half. And actually, they had not scored anything in the fourth quarter up until two Randy Bullock field goals in Sunday's game against the Colts. But yet here they are. They're atop the division, and they're looking for a win against the Texans. These two teams always play each other close. A lot of former Texans on the This team this year is no exception. In fact, uh, they just signed Chris Conley to the active roster this week, and uh, they've got Lonnie Johnson, they've got Dylan Cole, they've got Ben Jones, of course. You've probably seen that viral video between Mike Vrabel and Ben Jones in the tunnel following that Colts game. It's a welcome home revenge game. It's, it's weird. It's weird when the Titans come home to play the Texans because it's a lot of familiar faces here at home. And I've got a, a great conversation here with Jim Wyatt, who I talk to every single time these two teams play. He's a senior writer and editor for the Titans. And, you know, he's got a lot of insight on what they've been doing well. Ryan Tannehill, what's the deal with him? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Derrick Henry, what got him going? And some more odds and ends when it comes to the Titans. So stay tuned for that. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. Let's talk some Titans with Jim Wyatt right here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Jim, always a pleasure. These two teams have not faced each other yet, but looks like the Titans on a roll four-game win streak. Uh, What's the mood like there in Tennessee as they head into Houston? Well, it's a lot better than it was after the after the first two games when they were 0-2, blew a game against the Giants in week one, and then go to Buffalo and get embarrassed on uh, Monday night football. And I think at that point, a lot of people were questioning where this team was going. And uh, they've kind of gotten off the mat and won four games in a row. You know, certainly still dealing with a lot of injuries, but just finding ways to win in different ways. And uh, I know you know, it was a challenging part of the schedule coming up. We and, and we're used to going to Houston in uh, in December. So this is a this is a switch here going in October. But the Titans need to keep yeah, I thought you need to keep winning and uh, I need to really start to get guys healthy again. Yeah, certainly a lot of guys that are banged up. But let's start with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, we saw him in a walking boot on Monday. You know, what can you tell us about just his toughness? Uh, if he can't go, what that quarterback position might look like under center for Sunday. Well, he's extremely tough, and he's since he's been here and since he took over as a starter in 2019, he started every game, and uh, and there really has not been a mystery going into any week uh, with him as the starting quarterback. You, you know, replace Marcus Mariota, you know, early part of 2019, and his his battled through some things. He's taken some big hits. He gets sacked, hit, but he just always gets up. But on Sunday, he he got uh, he kind of got caught. Uh, one of our team's offensive linemen kind of got pushed back into him, landed on his right ankle, had it taped up, 
you know, finished the game, but obviously was in a lot of pain, left the stadium in a walking boot. And uh, he tries to gut through everything. And I know he'll try to gut through it uh, again this week. Malik Willis is the only other quarterback currently on the roster. Logan Woodside, the practice squad quarterback. So I know Tannehill wants to play. They want him to play. And, um, you know, certainly if he doesn't, it's a big going to be a big change uh, for the Titans. All right. One guy who was banged up last year, he seems healthy and good as new this year. Derrick Henry, five rushing touchdowns, three straight games with 100 plus rushing yards. You know, has his workload changed at all in year seven? We saw him battle through some stuff last year, but how have you seen his usage increase, decrease, or or even remain the same this year for the Titans? Well, they're getting them cranked up more. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, his opportunities hinge on how the team's going. And if the team is falling behind in games like they did in Buffalo and they got blown out, you know, you're just not able to have a healthy dose of Derrick Henry. But when you're in a game like this past Sunday against the Colts where they played with the lead, you can just kind of hammer away with him and – uh, and that's what they were able to do. I mean, carried the ball, you know, I think it was 30 times and, and ran for, you know, over 100 yards for the third week in a row. So it seems like he's starting to gain some momentum around him. And it was 30 right on the dot. And uh, he's willing to do it. I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, each year people will talk about whether or not they try to take some of the pressure off him, whether or not he won't get as many carries. And if things are going well, he's going to get the ball, and he wants the ball. And uh, what's impressive is he's continuing to do it now with a, with a makeshift offensive line in some ways. The team lost its starting left tackle and Ryan and, and Taylor Lewan for the season back in week two. Nate Davis, one of the team's starting guards, hasn't played the past couple of weeks. They've had some other guys step in and, and – the run games continue to be good. So um, we'll just see if that continues to be a part of the plan. I suspect it will be. Jim, just looking at the stat sheet from Sunday's game against the Colts, I had not realized that was the first time the Titans had scored in the fourth quarter of a game <laughs> all year. And even that was uh, two field goals. How much of a concern has that been throughout this stretch of the season? Just the inability to score. And yet somehow they keep finding ways to win. Yeah, it's remarkable, really, because you're right. It's it's been bad. I mean, it's and it's been a big topic of conversation here, and uh, and it's hard to say why they have have not been product as productive in the second half of games. I mean, you know, part of it's just they didn't have not operated well in some of those situations. Uh, some of it maybe has been conservative play calling in some of those games where you have a lead. Some of it. They've gotten sacks and been behind the chains and dealing with longer down and distance situations. And I think part of it has been, you know, their inability to get first downs in the second half has has kept them from being able to get into a groove and to, to correct some things on the fly. This team has now, after the past couple of weeks, has now scored 20 points in the second half of games, only six in the fourth quarter. Still haven't scored a, a, a fourth quarter touchdown, but 20 points in the first, second half of games compared to 95 in the first half. And um, it's hard to believe this team's been able to win four games in a row with those limitations.
All right, Jim, you talked about injuries earlier. As far as wide receivers concerned, we saw the Titans sign a familiar face for the Texans. Chris Conley off the Chiefs practice squad. And a few weeks ago, first round pick Traylon Burks went to IR. What can you tell us about that wide receivers group and how much shifting around they've had to do this year? Well, it's banged up. And you mentioned Burks. And, you know, he's a guy that had big plans for him. And then he, he got hurt in the first game against the Colts and dealing with turf toes. It's going to keep him out until at least you know, the middle of November when the team plays uh, Denver. So I think the first time he can come back is November 13th. You know, this team this past week had Robert Woods and this Nick Westbrook-Akine as its two starting receivers. A couple of guys who have been practice squad players here in the past, Cody Hollister and Mason Kinsey, each had catches in that game. You know, they've they had Josh Gordon here for a stint earlier this season. He has since been waived from the practice squad. He played in a couple of games, and now they're trying somebody else and really just trying to make it through, to be honest with you, and uh, trying to get other guys involved. I mean, we saw the tight ends have a bigger role this past week, especially Austin Hooper. We've seen Dontrell Hilliard, one of the running backs behind Derrick Henry, have some games where he has made plays. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, this is a receiving core that that I think is probably not scaring a lot of people, but they're still winning. And, uh, and these guys are making plays at the right times for them. Okay, well, Jim, I feel like every time we play, I ask you about Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons on defense, but I want to ask you about some of the new faces because it looks like the Titans are getting some playmakers out of some new players that they pull up. Andrew Adams had a pick six, and then Terrence Mitchell, who we saw here with Houston, he gets a forced fumble. Uh, what makes that Titans defense excel so much, especially with with all these new playmakers out there? Well, yeah, I mean, Vrabel and uh, you know, good deserves a lot of credit. I think John Robinson and his staff deserve a lot of credit for being able to find guys like that that can step in and help. I mean, Andrew Adams and Terrence Mitchell, you know, both came here on the same day or the season. Their lockers are kind of on an island in the locker room, and and uh, and they don't get a lot of attention. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, you know, Adams has a pick six, and as you mentioned, Mitchell knocks the ball out, and they're able to seal the win. Just kind of a couple of unheralded guys who have been around the league but found themselves in a good spot and kind of bought into what they're preaching and to the culture around here. And it's been – it has been different guys every week. I mean, consistently it is Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry. Those guys are just incredible how disruptive they are. But Tier Tart. You know, a, a kind of a guy who does a lot of dirty work inside. He had an, you know, he he he's made a lot of plays, including an interception, which is not something you see from a nose tackle very often. Bud Dupree returned to action this past week. Had had they credited him with eight quarterback pressures, which is remarkable. You know, David Long is another player who flies under the radar, but is consistently good for this team. And and they just have you know continue to have guys rise to the occasion for him. And I, I think this team and this defense has a chance to keep getting better. They lost Harold Landry before the season even started, which was a big loss for them. But they've had other guys step up. And again, doing it with, with some backups there, doing it while they're waiting on some other guys to get healthy, but kind of gaining some confidence along the way and kind of getting a little bit of a swagger about them in the process. Okay, well, Jim, before I let you go, I, I got to say, when I look at the roster, it just looks like a bunch of familiar Texans faces. I think I counted <laughs> nine on the active roster. That's not even including the IR guys and the practice squad guys. But have you guys ever talked to Mike Vrabel about all the, his love for former Texans players um, on his squad? Is that just 
from seeing the same players in the division? Is it from coming from the Patriots coaching tree? What do you attribute that to? And 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 have you ever asked Rabel about that? Yeah, and he does. I mean, he he. I think familiarity helps with bringing in some of these guys because he kind of knows what they're getting. But it is kind of uncanny, and it doesn't just stop at the at the roster either. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the coaching staff now, correct me if I'm wrong on my name, some of these guys, but in addition to Vrabel, who obviously was there, Shane Bowen is a former Texan coach. Um, you know, uh, they've also got Anthony Midget, who is a former Texan coach. It seems like they've even had more with the staff. That's at least, you know, you count Vrabel, Bowen, Midget with the staff. That's, that's three. And I know I'm missing somebody else there. So, uh, is, is Pat O'Hara, Pat O'Hara, Pat O'Hara still O'Hara there? Is still, is Pat O'Hara is still here. So and t- uh, is Tim Kelly there as and well? And Tim Kelly is here. So that's five. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. you know some of these guys better than I do because we, we the, I mean, they've been yeah. here for a while. So he, he does. He 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 kept the band together over there. Yeah, and these guys have you know they've all kind of fit in with Vrabel's coaching style and his mentality. You know, yeah, it helps that he knows them, but, you know, it also helps that these guys are, are tough minded players and, uh, and all of them have done a good job helping the team. So uh, I'm sure it'll be cool for them to come back to Houston this weekend and, and, and return to their old, old stomping grounds. All right. Well, looking forward to it, Jim three Oh five. We're in that late time slot kickoff. And earlier, like you said, not in December or January, we're going to face up here in, uh, in week eight, looking forward to the matchup, Jim. Thanks so much for the time as always. Steve, thanks for having me. I'll see you this weekend. Great stuff from Jim. It's a 305 kickoff, like I said, right here from NRG Stadium. Kids Day. You can get your tickets at HoustonTexans.com slash tickets. Also, Battle Red Day coming up just a few days later on Thursday Night Football. Texans host the Philadelphia Eagles. So you know what? Just get all your tickets. Get all your tickets. Uh, the Astros will be off Thursday night as well. So uh, it's always fun to have a primetime game here at home against a Philly team that's undefeated as as of this podcast. I could change before next Thursday night. Well, that's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. And as always, go Texans.